just going to pray if that's all right. Um, I just make sure my notes are there. All right. Lord God, I just want to thank you for J28. I want to thank you, Lord God, that you are here already amongst us. And Lord, I just want to pray that the words that I bring will not be my own, but they'll be from you. You'll work through me to be able to inspire others and to, to honour one another, to honour um, those that we're supposed to honour, but Lord God, most of all, to honour you, Lord. Let what I say honour you this morning. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. <coughs> oh, sorry. That's the problem when it's attached to you. Thank you, Julie. <sighs> I went looking for the aircon remote early and I couldn't find it, so I'm really glad that Julie's got it. Thank you. Right, so um, as you know, we're speaking about honour this morning. And uh, to honour is to value, it's to um, hold highly in esteem, uh, to treat as precious, weighty, or um, and really valuable. Now, Last week and the week before, I was on holiday, and, and um, while I was at the shop, I was with my husband and, and his cousin, and I noticed that my wedding ring was missing, and I, I panicked, and I was thinking, I can't even remember the last time I, I was wearing it, so I had to text somebody else who was back at the house saying, um, can you go into our bedroom, into the ensuite, and just see if, if my wedding ring's there, but thankfully, I'd taken it off to, to just wash the pot, so it was in the kitchen, um, but I... It's something that I value um, because it's, it means and it represents my marriage to my husband, which is, is something that I really, really value. And when it comes to honour, it's about valuing, um, valuing something or valuing the person. So I want to um, start by reading from 1 Samuel. 24, and it's the story where um, David's gone on the run because King Saul is after him, and I'll just, I'll just read it. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he, told, he was told, David is in the desert of Engedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went to relieve himself. Now, I'm just going to stop there, because um, I don't know if people know that I'm, I'm a children's worker, and I go into schools, and I get to go and, and share the gospel. I get to go and share the Bible to children, which is an absolutely awesome thing, and I absolutely love doing it, and it's my dream job. And I love telling this story, especially when it gets to this moment, because you end up having to tell the children that he's not just gone to the toilet for a number one, he's gone for a number two. And um, <laughs> after all the giggles um, have stopped, um, you get to carry on. So I just, sorry, I had to share that with you. So he's gone for a poo. <coughs> David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscious stricken for having, having cut off the corner of his robe. He said to his men, um, he said to his men, 
The Lord forbid that I should have done such a thing to my master. The Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. David then went and, uh, and he called out to Saul and, and he, he lay prostrate, calling out to Saul, saying, look, I've got the corner of your robe. I could have killed you, but he chose not to. David did actually do the wrong thing in going up and chopping off the corner of the robe because in actual fact he was doing that to prove a point. I, I could have killed you. But David had a choice. And it wouldn't have been an easy, an easy choice, especially if you think about it, it doesn't say what his thought process was in that moment. But when he was creeping up and he was getting out his sword, I wonder what was going through his head. I, if it was me, I probably would have been listening to the men that were there that were encouraging him to actually kill Saul. But then he chose to do the right, well, not necessarily the right thing, but he chose to do the right thing in not killing him. But he chopped off the corner of his robe. But I wonder if it was a bit of a fight, a bit of a struggle that was going on in his head while he was on his way to Ward Saul. And, yeah. It would have been a really, really easy way to put an end to his troubles. But David knew the easy way wasn't God's way. David did not do the wrong thing. He did do the wrong thing, and he did it to prove a point. But then he realized that, um, that he had to choose to do the right thing. And in that moment, um, like I said, I wonder what his, his, process of, his thought processes were. Um, right. I'm going to... I'm going to keep referring back to that part. We're going to keep referring back to David and Saul. But I was wondering if I could have a volunteer, please. Somebody who's a parent. Somebody who's a parent. Can I have a volunteer, please? Come on, Kerry. You know something? Kerry's done an awesome job this morning. One for... It's... You get out... Sorry, Kerry. I love Kerry. And you know something? Sometimes you might hear me call her mum. Um, she's not my mum, she's not old enough to be my mum, but she's somebody that I absolutely love and respect. And in case you don't know, that song that she sang this morning was a song that she wrote. And absolutely awesome, so well done. Um, so here we go, I'm going to give you that for a moment. And we're just going to turn to Exodus 20, verse 12. Honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land um, the Lord your God is giving you. Honour your mother and your father. Honour your parents. It's usually a lot harder for people who are in the teens. Um, it's also hard for people who um, might necessarily not have had a great upbringing with their parents. But for me personally, I had a great upbringing. Um, I've got a mum and a dad, and they've been married, I think, just over 37 years this time around, this summer, and they've got six children, I'm one of six, which I think is an amazing thing as it is, and um, don't get me wrong, my parents haven't always got it right, there's always been ups and downs, but they're still together, and they're still, um, still in love with each other, and I'm really glad that they, they brought me to church, they brought me up in a godly home, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for my mum and dad. And um, they're now um, 
their grandparents to, well, their grandparents to three. There's another one on the way with my little brother who's expecting, um, well, not him, his wife's expecting a baby. That look a bit weird. Um, I just got, is it, um, no, it's all right. Ignore me. I just got a film going through my head where um, I'm going off on a tangent. Junior, that's the one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've got they've got another one on it on the way. And uh, my mum's also an honorary grandma to four other children because um, one of my friends, her mum was absent quite a lot of the time. She was in and out of her life all the time. And my mum was more of a mum to her than her actual mum. And because of that, her children now call my mum grandma. And, um, and it's an absolutely amazing thing. So my mum's grandma to eight, which is a lot. Um, yeah, so honour your parents. It's never, not always easy. And some people um, find it hard if, like I say, if they were absent or if they had um, an abuse an abusive relationship with their parents or a neglective or um, or different situations that go on but but God has asked us to honor our parents and you know with David he had a choice just like we have a choice to honor we have a choice to honor our parents and it doesn't matter how old you are some people think that honoring is when you're little and when you're a teenager but it goes on all the way through your life and it's about the way that we speak about our parents. It's the way that we act with our parents. It's the way that we, um, we, we just are with our parents. And it, they might not be honourable, but we need to be honourable because God asks us to. And in doing that, we're going to honour God. So um, thank you, Kerry. You can sit back down again. <laughs> okay. Like I say, David had a choice, and it's not always easy, and it's not something that they always deserve as well. Um, the next one I want to look at is honouring those in authority. Romans 13, verse 5 to 7. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why, we pay, why you pay taxes for the authorities of God's servants, who, who give their full time in governing. Give to everyone what, what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honour, then honour. I need another volunteer, please. You're so quick to volunteer. I'm going to pick somebody. Can I? Come on, Lindsay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, Honouring your boss. Okay. For me personally, again, this is a really easy thing because I absolutely love my boss. She's an amazing lady. Um, she's also a woman of God, and um, she's she's just absolutely awesome. And it really is easy to honour her. Um, but sometimes, sometimes for some people, it's not easy. Um, for some people, they will actually know that they're better than the boss. Sometimes people, uh, the boss can lord it over you. Um, but the thing is, you, you have to honour because God tells us to honour. And sometimes you might be in a position where you, you actually want to be the boss one day. 
King, uh, king David, Saul was going to be the king at this point. He wasn't, but he knew that one day he was going to be. And he still submitted under King Saul because he knew it was the right thing to do because one day he was going to be king. And by, um, by making sure that he was submissive underneath, underneath the king, he knew that one day that, um, that God would honour him for it. And God did honour him for that because he could, have, he could have just put an end to Saul and then that would have been it and he would have been the next king. And life would have been great. Well, as great as it could be, but... Um, but David chose to honour the king. And um, thank you, Lindsay. I'll take that one back up. The next one, this, this one's, especially at this moment in time, is quite a hard one. Um, can I have another volunteer, please? Come on, Julie, thank you. The government... a few rules. Okay, this, even though, even though the government is in a position at the minute where lots of people aren't happy with them, there's people that want Brexit, there's people that don't want Brexit, there's people that want Brexit with a deal, there's people that don't want Brexit with a, with, they don't want a Brexit with a deal, there's, there's all sorts going on. But in actual fact, God tells us to honour them even though they might not necessarily be honourable, they're definitely not being honourable to each other. And they're not being honourable necessarily to, to the nation, but we still need to honour them. We need to pray for our government, for wisdom. We need to pray that they do the right thing, that they make the right decisions. Not because the rest of the world say that it's, it looks like it's the best thing. It needs to be the right thing by God. And that's what we need. And... Um, Again, it's a choice, and there's a difference between agreeing and honouring. You see, you might not necessarily agree what's happening with the government, but you still should honour them. Agreement and honour are two different things, and um, David definitely didn't agree with what King Saul was doing. If he agreed with it, then he wouldn't have needed to have run away, but I don't think anybody would agree with um, somebody wanting to kill them. But he chose to do the right thing. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, thank you, Julie. Okay, this one I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, ask for a volunteer. I'm just gonna tell Nathan, can you come up, please? <laughs> well, you are the pastor, so. You can't make me stand up here for this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna uh, go to 1 Timothy. <laughs> verse 17. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honour, especially those who work, um, whose work is preaching and teaching. Um, in case you're new and you don't know, this is Nathan, he is our pastor. We do have other leaders within the church as well and uh, they do an amazing job and it is important, again, if we don't agree it doesn't matter, we should still honour. And um, sometimes we can be in a part where, especially, I'm going to use um, Tuesday as an example, because Tony's already said that Nathan's going to be uh, doing the Bible study on Tuesday. Sometimes you can be like, oh, Nathan's going to be doing the Bible study. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick that day, or I'm going to be busy that day. Um, LAUGHTER 
But that isn't being honourable to him. That isn't being honourable to, to whoever is leading. It doesn't matter whether it's your taste or not. It, you need to be honourable because God tells us to be honourable. And they're worthy of double honour because it's not an easy job. I know Nathan's here right now, but there's, there's the other leaders that are within the church as well, and, and it is not an easy job. And that's why, and God knows that, and that's why they, they deserve double honour, because the work that they do is not easy, but they, they choose to, to do what is right by the people. They try, they try to guide, they try to shepherd, they try to pastor, and they try to give us the vision that is, that is God. Uh, given to them to take us into into deeper depths of God. So, thank you, Nathan. Okay. And honour each other. Romans 12. Oops. I think I've taken it out. There. Romans 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Can I have somebody to come and hold one another, please? Can I have a volunteer? Ah, oh, Liddy, thank you. <laughs> I love your outfit, by the way. It's beautiful. Okay. We show honour to one another through the way that we speak. Now, I'm going to get you guys to do something. I know it's hard because we're English and we don't tend to do it. Um, like, I, I like to be interactive. So I want you to get your finger like this and I want you to put it by your lips. It's going to, I'm hoping it's going to help you to remember. Through the way that we speak. Okay? Through the, if you get, do the peace sign and then put it by your eyes by the way that we look. Through our actions, I don't, I don't know the sign language for actions, but we'll, we'll do this. Through our actions, through our thinking, and it all stems from our heart. In Proverbs uh, 4, verse 23, sorry, I've not given you that one, Sam. Um, it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We need to, as I've said, honour through the way that we speak, Honour through the way that we look. Honour through our thinking, our actions, and it all comes from our heart. And we need to do this privately as well as publicly. Just as David did with Saul. He had no idea that he was creeping up to him. And he honoured him, even though he did chop off that corner of the road, because he could have put an end to it all. Just like that, we need to honour everybody that's in here. And when David came back, I'm pretty sure that his, his group of men couldn't understand why, why, could he, why did he not just put an end to it? Why did he just chop off the corner of his robe? Why did he not stop all his troubles? They probably would have been a bit frustrated, a bit angry, a bit knocked, a bit annoyed. And... David, actually, even though he was conscience-stricken about the fact that he chopped off the corner of the robe, he decided, you know what, that wasn't right. 
And now we're going to honour him. We're going to honour King Saul, even though he's not honouring us, even though he's not doing the right thing, even though he's chasing after me. And because those people, those men that were with him, because they loved him, because they honoured him, and because they respected him, they chose um, to do the right thing. Because they could have just ignored David and gone and killed Saul and put an end to David's troubles and theirs, but they still did the right thing. And this is the same when it comes to others. I'm not saying that somebody's going to be after you. I'm not saying that um, somebody's going to try and kill you. But when it comes to um, honouring one another, we can be in a place, we can be in a moment where we get it wrong and we dishonour somebody, but then we're like, hang on a second. We take a step back and we think about what we're doing. Sometimes it, it's a little bit of a, a stir within our spirit because we've got God within us. We've got his Holy Spirit within us and, and, and he can just give us that nudge to say, hang on, that wasn't right. You need to stop. And then other people can be stirring up and, and starting to, to say things or to um, do things or be, um, have actions towards somebody. But we have a choice to make. We can stop and we can encourage others to stop dishonouring and honouring through the way that we speak, through the ways that we look, through the way that we think, and it all stems from our heart. We need to see people through Jesus' eyes. They are valuable because they are God's creation. We need to go out of our way to honour one another, even if they don't deserve it. King Saul definitely didn't deserve it. Showing one another in the house um, that we have honour for one another um, and honour for those that are out there as well. And by doing this, we are showing people that we are a part of God's family. We are part of something bigger, something greater than ourselves. And dishonour can actually resist a move of God. So remember, in our speech, in our actions, in our looking, we can dishonour or honour. So when we speak, we need to speak well of people. And if we don't have something nice to say, then don't say it at all. Our looks, when we're looking at people, it can be like, oh no, they're here again, and just roll your eyes, or, um, or you can look at somebody and be like, Kerry, it's like you're saying with your eyes, Kerry, it's Liddy, it's, it's Liddy again. Just like, that's dishonouring. Our actions, when we, when we, the things that we do with our hands, the things that we do with our feet, the things that we do, whether we're in here or out there. And in our thinking again, it, it all stems back to the heart. And we need to keep our heart right in order to honour one another, to honour God. I'll let you, let you sit back down now. Thank you very much, Liddy. We have a responsibility to show not just each other, but also our, our younger generation, how to honour. And again, we do it through our... I'm, I want you to speak back to me. We do it through our... Through our... Through our... And it all stems from... Awesome. Our children learn through all those different things. They learn through the way that we speak, through the ways that we look, through the things that we do. They might not necessarily see our thoughts, but when our heart's in the right place, 
everything comes out. And it comes out even if, if it's not right. And children see that. Children can pick up on the slightest little thing. And you know something, it's so vital and important that we teach them through the things that we do. And our, our actions as well, I forgot about that one, sorry. You see, David had a choice. And we have a choice, because God made us with free will. Honour believes the best, and dishonour believes the, the worst. Honour values and honour builds up. Dishonour dis, uh, devalues and tears down. All of this, when we get it right, honours God, because he asks us to. Even when we don't want to. Even when they don't deserve it. Even when it's not the easiest thing to do. Just like David, it wouldn't have been easy to have just chopped off the corner of his robe. It would have been so easy to have just chopped his head off. Because that's another thing, when, when I'm telling this story to children, I, I say about how he creeps up behind him and he pulls out his sword and they think that he's about to chop his head off. But in actual fact... He doesn't. He could have done. He could have stabbed him straight away and, and put an end to it all. But, but even though it wasn't the easiest thing to do, he chose the right thing. And that's what we need to do. We need to choose to do the right thing. Um, I don't know how to say his surname, so I apologise. Uh, Craig Groschel says, Honour is a gift that you give freely. We don't have to give it, but we freely give it. We freely give it through a choice that we make. Choose honour. God will honour you as he honoured David. Because um, he was a man that was a man that was after God's own heart. And I want us to be men and women of, of God who are after God's own heart. Because in that, everything stems out of it. When we've got our heart that's after God's heart and our heart is right, everything is right. In our speech, in our looks, in our actions, in our... And it all stems from the... Awesome. So I'm just going to read from our vision statement. And it says, we honour one another. We show great respect to, e um, to each and every person, always remembering that God loves us all equally. We also honour leadership, thanking God for them and acknowledging that leadership is God's invention, given to us for our benefit. We honour at all times, even when someone isn't honourable. We don't honour because we have to, but because we can and we believe that Jesus honours those who cho that choose to show honour. So I just want to encourage you this week to remember that whether it be your parents, whether it be your boss, the government, the pastor, or the leaders of the church, or one another, remember to honour in our speech, in our looking, in our, in our, and remember it all stems from heart. Thank you. Praise God.
I'll tell you what, we're going to put it into practice. Yeah? It's what the word's about, isn't it? It's about doing. I'll tell you what I want us to do. And I want the worship team to stay down amongst us before they bring the final uh, closing worship song. I want us to bless one another. I want us to bless one another. I want you to bless the person that perhaps is closest to you. Yeah? You're nervous about that. I know, but let, let's do it. Let's reach out and bless that individual. Ask God to minister into their life. Let them know that you love them. Yeah, you might need to just move perhaps a seat. But yeah, but yeah, come on. I know we're British. I know we're British. But, but we're Christians. And we love one another. And we're family. Yeah, come on. 